Hey homebodies, it's Robin and Molly and we're here to remind you that if you're looking to buy a home or refinance to be sure to check out our platinum sponsor Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Aaron is licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin and is a top lender in the area. You can find his information on our website homeiswherethemurderis.com in all our show notes and on all of our social media platforms. Again, if you're looking for the best in lending, check out Aaron Schmitz with Epic Mortgage. Hi, I'm Molly. And I'm Robin. And this is... Home is where the murder is. Hee-haw. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> Country. But here we are. You know why? Because that Kenny Chesney was just in Milwaukee. That has to be the reason. <laughs> I got so confused. Just on you your mind. There. I was well, there. You were in Milwaukee. We weren't at the Kenny Chesney concert. We weren't. But, but I have gone to a Kenny Chesney concert before. It was actually a fun concert. I like Back him. in the day. I, I like that one song he does. She's when a big star. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. What if we would have done the same one, though? That would have been too much. That would have been too much. Well, how's it going? <sighs> I've had a be- better days. And tell everybody about your problems because it's oh, really funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I had a fun yesterday. I went tubing on the Wisconsin River. Um, it was my friend Lauren's birthday happy on birthday, Friday. Lauren. Yes, happy birthday. Had a blast. I did not have a blast busting up my toe, though. I feel like I really played it off as it was no big deal during the day. It was such a big deal, though, because (laughs) so the launch point to go and I've never gone tubing on like a river where you just like float down the river in all my 30 some years of life. Never really done that. So it was fun. I've gone tubing on a lake before where you're like dragged by a boat. That's fun. Two, this is different. You're just like hooked up together by people, like all the tubes. You have coolers in a tube and you just float, you drink, whatever. It was very fun. I would do it again. I would take precautions, though. I would wear some kind of protective footwear because I busted up my toe on a rock at the launch point. Because they're slippery. There was no warning that there were rocks in our launch point. Every single other place we stopped, it was all sandy. Everything else was all sandy. The launch point going in was all rocks. All of us going in and we're like, oh, oh, oh. Like, it was... No, there was no like, hey, watch out for rocks when you're going in. And these weren't like little rocks. They were like I know. They're boulders. The big, they're the big ones and they're slippery. And I, know. I I've done cracked this my my right. Gross. Stop. My right. Oh, gosh. I thought the Band-Aid was coming off, but it was the tag of the blanket. So I cracked my the toe next to my Ugh. pinky toe. So my right ring toe. It's so gross. And <laughs> Robin, you... I, you plug your ears like it cracked really far down on the nail bed and the blood just came pouring down my foot I looked at it and I'm in the tube and we're floating away from the shore I'm like well this is my life for the next couple of hours as I'm floating on the what am I to do there is no first aid kit there is nothing I can do so I'm just looking at it I'm just holding it together with my foot and like I'm just like I'm like well I hurt myself I'm like and like I knew Lauren there 
all these other people I've never met before. So you're just that girl with the blue I'm toe. just that girl with the hurt foot. And <laughs> I just played it off. I'm like, yeah, it kind of hurts. I'm dying inside. Oh, my gosh. I'm and, being and a strong Molly's, person. Molly's tough. So if I'm Molly's a tough hurt, person, then it's bad. And then, like, we get off at the sandbar. So I'm just having to walk in the sand with my hurt foot, too. Yeah, getting it all full of sand. I'm dying. Um, But I I survived is my story and <laughs> I got I got home and like afterwards we went and ate really quick at a place right on the river um got home I like was looking at it I'm like I don't know what to do and then there's like flesh eating bacteria in oh, rivers god. and I'm like what if I die from this oh I'd be so pissed oh my gosh I don't think I'd be able to talk to Lauren anymore <laughs> it's not her fault <laughs> I know it's a joke but I know I'm like I'm like what if this is the end of me I'm just saying, like, you've survived this long with me. You spend one day with her. And I know. Matt's like, you got to stop doing things. I'm like, I guess I do. I've been doing too many yeah. things lately. This is my th- slowdown. So last night, I was just, like, wiped from, you know, just floating on the river in the sun, too. So I'm tired just laying on the couch. And my foot is throbbing in pain. And, like, toe and, like, nail injuries are no joke. Like, those suck. Like, I'm going to lose yeah, my entire nail. You're not going to be able to get pedicures. I'm not going to be able to get a pedicure. Like, <laughs> it's really sad. That was my response to him. Like, I what know. do you mean? We're not getting pedicures I know. Anymore? I mean, I could on my left foot, I guess, and, Gross. like, all my other nails. But I'm like, Stop. don't touch that one. Um, but I thought I broke my toe. But I, like, I'm able to bend it. It hurts. I might have, like, might have a fracture. I don't, I don't know. But... Um, it, it's very painful and I had a hard time even falling asleep last night because I was getting sharp shooting pains up my leg so I had to have it elevated like that's how much it was pain in pain and again I have a pretty high threshold for pain oh, yeah. like no she popped those kids out no problem yeah I mean Fletcher did have an epidural yeah. Keaton I did well he was also 3,000 pounds he was that was that's a fact biggest baby ever <laughs> he really was so weird no we he were, he was we nine concerned he was over nine pounds yeah, so but um but yeah okay. so that's my story i'm gonna definitely lose that entire nail my toe is a different color and it's funny how it sucks. i think that is just disgusting can't handle it yeah meanwhile we talk about murder i know but here's the thing you guys you need to know I'm cool with talking about murder and everything, but if it's any, if there's blood or any sort of owie anywhere near me, no, 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 I'm out. Yeah. Like, for example, my, yeah, the the children, um, I cut my finger yesterday and I didn't realize it till it was too late and I was already in the car and I was like, I can't look at my hand. And I like had my hand out the window because I couldn't look at it. And I yeah. literally was at the same time listening to the John Wayne Gacy tapes. I mean, yeah. So I'm like, there is something. But it's like wrong real. It's something about it. I mean, not that the murders weren't real life, no, but it's but, like this is real life in your life. And I have to. Yeah, it's gross. So yeah. But so that's what's going on with Molly. So yeah, that that was my yesterday. But I had a lot of fun doing it yeah. until that happened immediately in yeah. the day. So. Anyway, yeah. well, that's pretty much all we have yeah. for our updates. Oh, we hit 5,000 downloads. Oh, oh my God. yeah. We have a huge update. Yeah, I think a lot of you that if you follow Other us, than my toe, another big update. Yeah. If you follow us on social media, you know we hit 5,000 downloads last week, yep. which was amazing. Super I, exciting. I feel amazing about it because I'm in a group chat with a bunch of true crime people, and that's kind of a big deal. There are yeah. people in there who are like, are you kidding me? I do anything to have that many downloads. And I'm like, well... 
Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I, don't I know. We just have the best followers. Yeah, thank you so much. Like you guys are amazing, and we we keep getting really great cases. I don't know if you saw, but Jerica sent us another case. Oh, um, she thinks you'd be good for that one too. So, people are starting to catch on which ones you do and which ones I do. <laughs> but uh, so we appreciate you guys sending stuff in. And by speaking of Jerica, and Tre- I miss Jerica and Trevor. I this. You guys, I love that you use us for your real estate, but I really get sad when you actually sell your house or buy your house and I no longer hear from you just on the daily. Just keep buying and selling. So I'm very sad. I just yeah. want, I know they listen, so I want you both to know I miss you so much. Aww. Maybe invite me over, whatever. Oh. Anyway, um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for the 5,000 uh, downloads. We are already well over that actually since Wednesday when we found out we it, we are now at like 5200 or something i don't know it's crazy uh but we are gonna do a giveaway we're giving away a serial killer map it's really cool it's a custom made map of well the one we're giving away is of the united states but we can have another country made up and uh it's got serial killers all over it just where the locations were uh, yeah their crime spree it's really cool it's gonna be on our social media and on our website so you can check it out but we uh to enter that all you have to do is uh share our 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 group our, our podcast our podcast yeah, on our your podcast personal page way. yeah yep. either whether through your spotify something share it on your personal social media get people listening to it and then you get entered and then on august 11th we're going to cut it off and then on august 12th we're going to pick a winner yep and then screenshot that you did it yep. and comment on our giveaway yep. post that way we know that you did and it. that's in our group home is where the yep. murder is so, and if you're not a part of that group, I recommend getting do in there it. because that's where do all it. the cool kids are hanging out. Come come join us. Yeah. So. We'll get ice cream later. But, so that's all we really have for updates. Yeah. Uh, Molly's Toe and our 5,000 episodes. Yeah. But we have a long episode for you today. Yeah. So, I have a long one for you. And it's a little bit different than the normal ones we do. Um, it's a sad case, but it's not so... How do I put this? It's death. It's death. <laughs> but it's a little bit of a I mystery. Laughed. I know. That's terrible. That's interesting. I like really laughed at that. You did? Ha, ha, ha. Death. <laughs> death. Okay. Um, so we kind of hinted at it last week, and I know that Allison guessed it. Yep. My sister. sister. My sister guessed it. She. I think that probably, there's probably other people out there that kind of guessed too, who Allison, it was. Allison makes it known. When she knows yeah. something. So, so hot in here, by the way. So Are you not sweaty? I'm okay. I have a little bit of an uh, air. I can, like, stick out. Okay. I just, I, you know what I want? I want to, like, drop five pounds just by sitting in our podcast tent. You put on, put, do it. Oh. Just put on some sweats and just sit I in should, here. I have a sweatsuit, maybe. Like, one of them, you like, could. sauna suits. Yeah. I should start wearing that when we record so that I, just so I become super skinny. It would smell real good in here. I would really I'm appreciate that. I'm sure I already that. stink. I just got done telling Molly that I think I have a stinky problem. A stink problem. Because, like, Your I feel like bug. I'm using, I'm having to use deodorant more than usual, and I'm just... Again, you guys don't need to know that. I don't know why we went there, but now you know yep. I'm stinky and So single. that's fun. So tell us about your story. All right. So it's not the typical murder, family, massacre kind of thing that I usually like to do. Oh, well, then I'm out of here. Yep. Bye. <laughs> uh, so also, I'm trying to think. There is no direct Wisconsin tie that I talk about. Wow. I know. 
if I would have dug a little bit deeper, I guarantee I would have found something. I'm, so somewhere, somewhere in there, deep, okay. there's something I Wisconsin. Like somewhere, somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. So I'm going to start with a quote. As far as having a New Year's resolution, I'd love to have a child next year. Ooh, I wouldn't. <laughs> This was said by Brittany Murphy during her last interview with Access Hollywood on December 3rd, 2009, 17 days before her death. Oh, well, now I feel bad for my comment. That's yep. sad. Yeah. So this is the beautiful life and tragic death of Brittany Murphy and the scummy Simon Monjack, who was her husband. Ooh, see, I don't know a lot about this case, but you telling me that he's scummy. He's the worst. Tells me there's more to this than I know. He's the worst. Okay. So... Yeah, so we all know who Brittany Murphy is. I hope so. She was amazing. I and love it's just, the movies. Clueless was my favorite. Iconic. Yeah. If you don't like Clueless, I don't like you. Wow. That's bold, <laughs> but I stand First by it. Alabama, now. So, don't bring that up again. <laughs> no, but really, Clueless is like a classic. Oh, it's it, the best. It's so good. And that was as I'll get to her first huge Rolling role. With the homies. I'll say that in oh, here. Do you? Oh, yeah. shoot, I'm sorry. I will, no, you're fine. I will stop. So, at 32 years old, Brittany Ann Murphy Monjack collapsed in her home in her bathroom. And she called out, Mommy, I can't catch my breath. Help me. She reportedly called that out, obviously, because only her mom and Simon were, were there. She was found around 8 a.m. on the floor of her bathroom, unresponsive. Firefighters arrived on the scene and worked to resuscitate Brittany. She was then transported to L.A. Cedar sinai Medical Center. By 10.04 a.m., the 32-year-old actress had gone into cardiac arrest and was pronounced dead. Oh, my God. Her death completely shocked the world. Mm -hmm. Over the past few years leading up to her death, there had been rumors about her health and concerns about her personal life, and Perez Hilton even predicted that she would be the next Hollywood actress to die. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. And I talk about that a little bit later, too. But I don't believe anyone really believed that it would come to this. Brittany was known, especially in the early years of her stardom, to be a bright, bubbly, flirty, fun, and happy soul. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into what happened, where her life took a turn. Simon. It was Simon. <laughs> and also look into the main conspiracy theories of why she died. Okay. So going to talk a little bit about her life. Okay. So Brittany Ann Murphy was born on November 10th, 1977 in Atlanta, Georgia to Sharon Kathleen Murphy and Angelo Joseph Bartoloni. 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 Wow. He's Italian. Some Italian. (laughs) Who divorced when she was two years old. He wasn't really a part of her life at all. So he's out of the picture. Don't worry about it. He's some Italian dude. He's some guy. She had two older half-brothers and a younger half-sister. But she was really raised by Sharon in Edison, New Jersey. At the age of four, Brittany started training to sing and dance and act. And she went to the Vernon Fowler School of Dance and Theater Arts in Colonia, New Jersey in in 1982. At the age of 13, she moved to L.A. She mer- and then she made her Broadway debut in 1997 as Catherine in the revival of Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge. Okay. Murphy said her mother never tried to stifle her creativity, and she considered her mother a crucial factor in her later success. When I asked my mom to move to California, she sold everything and moved out here for me. She always believed in me. Oh, that's sweet. So it was always Sharon, and it was always Brittany. That's, they were that's nice. You know, 
like they were always together. It was always those two. So a little bit about her career in Hollywood because she loved to act and entertain and it's what she was so good at and what we all knew her for. Brittany got her big break in Hollywood after her Broadway debut at 13 as well as um, she was starring as Brenda Drexel in a series called Drexel's Class, but that only lasted one season. I never saw that. I don't know I if know, you... Yeah. No. Um, next, she went on to play Molly Morgan in Almost Home, which I also never nope. saw. Nope, um, She also had a few guest appearances on some shows, including Parker Lewis, Can't Lose, Blossom. Oh, yep. yep Blossom. Blossom. I know Blossom. Sequest 2032, Murder One, and Frasier. She also I know had a, I know. She also okay. had a few recurring roles on Party of Five, Boy Meets oh, World. Oh, okay. She was Trina on Boy Meets uh-huh. World. Do you remember oh. that? Oh, yeah. Yep. She was going with Corey yeah. on that show and trying to make, and he was trying to make Topanga jealous because Topanga was That's going with, right. with Sean. Oh, you're taking yep. me back. Remember that? And then he goes to kiss Trina in the movie and she has a bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And then she was also on Sister, Sister. Okay. Oh, all of our favorites. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we all know Brittany from Rolling with the Homies and Clueless. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clueless was actually her second feature film, but her huge breakout role. She only had one small little role in a different film, but it made her a household name and put her on the map. Clueless developed a cult following, and still to this day, the fashion quotes and all sorts of fandom surrounds it. After Clueless, she followed up with roles in movies like Freeway, Bongwater Girl, or Bong Water Girl Interrupted, Dropped It Gorgeous, and more throughout the 90s. She was also the voice of Luann on King of the Hill from 1997 through 2009. So that was a huge role, too, that I don't think a lot of people realize that she was on King of the Hill for that long. It was during this time, though, that she did begin to transform her looks a bit when she was told that she was huggable but not fuckable. Oh. Yeah, by a big-shot Hollywood agent. So that really made her want to try to change the way that she was viewed in Hollywood to try to get those other roles that she wasn't getting because she wasn't the typical leading lady look. Yeah. So she lost weight, dyed her brown hair blonde, and transformed her look to become that leading lady of the early 2000s, which we all know was that skinny, blonde hair girl. Which is exactly who she was in Uptown Girl. Yep. I love that movie. Yep. And then, yeah. And so she does that's look exactly- really great. But she, she does. does look really skinny. And th- I mean, that's not even where it starts to really no, go I downhill. Know, but, but yeah. like, that's, I, I right. remember seeing her in that movie and I was like thinking from Clueless to Uptown Totally Girl, like, different person. Whoa. Look. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The early 2000s brought even more success for Britney's career. She started off strong with roles in many high budget movies, including Don't Say a Word, Eight Mile, oh, my Uptown gosh. Girls, Just ah. Married. Yes. Little Black Book, <gasps> and Sin City. Oh, my gosh. I just realized how many <laughs> movies I've watched. I know. Oh, my gosh. She was in so we many. should have a big, Brittany Murphy marathon. I know. I really, it makes me really want to watch some of these movies. Oh. Um, film critic Roger, Roger Ebert frequently acclaimed Murphy's acting talent and comedic timing, giving good reviews to several of her films and comparing her to Lucille Ball. Oh, I love that. Which, that is such a compliment. It is the, especially from Ebert. But I mean, if you think about I'm Brittany Murphy, like, she was a funny girl. She was, yeah. And she didn't have, she could be very, she was very good in dramatic roles, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, she wasn't. 
I mean, Eight Mile was not a funny film. No, no. She she played that. I I remember seeing that. I'm like, this is not the girl I know. And don't say a word. Like, she was really good in that. Like, she was creepy. So here's what he had to say about Britney. So I just really, really liked what he said about her. So as for Britney Murphy, for me, it goes back to the 2003 Independent Spirit Awards, where Murphy was assigned to present one of the awards. Her task was to read the names of the five nominees open an envelope, and reveal the name of the winner. This she turned into an opportunity for screwball improvisational comedy by pretending she could not follow the sequence and not even after the audience shouted instructions and the stage manager came to whisper in her ear not once but twice. There were those in the audience who were dumbfounded by her stupidity. I was dumbfounded by her brilliance. Ah, I love that. So she she just did it as an opportunity to just have fun with it all. And she just did it, you know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, as a realtor, I know this is not necessarily the same thing, but I mean, I recognize an opportunity and I know when to bust out my... Who I am, yeah. I guess. Yep. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But, and, and it pays 2003 off. was still the time that she was. She was still coming out. She was still. She out. was. She was in all of these really popular films. So okay. after that, Britney did a number of independent films, including Spun, Never Was, The Dead Girl, Sidewalks of New York, and The Groomsmen. And then she did voice work in the movie Happy Feet. Oh, what a fun movie that is. Yep. She also, so Britney also loved to sing. She had this to say, my singing voice isn't like my speaking voice. I've always kept it a secret and never taken credit because I wanted to learn how to work behind the microphone in a recording studio. And some of the singers don't even know it was me recording on their albums. Oh, wow. Yep. She actually was in a band called Blessed Soul with actor Eric Belfour in the early 90s. Brittany and Paul Oakenfold released a single called Faster Kill Pussycat on June 6, 2006, which did become a club hit and reached number one on Billboard's Hot Dance Club chart. Paul Oakenfold. Why do I know that name? He's like a dance kind of artist. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So during Happy Feet, she got to sing again. She covered Queen's Somebody to Love and Earth, Wind, and Fire's Boogie Wonderland. Murphy said about her character, Gloria, oddly enough, of all the characters I've played, Gloria is the most like me. And she's a penguin. George Miller always wanted one person to do both the speaking and singing. I said, I can sing, and I asked him to give me a shot. I don't think he took me very seriously because most actors say they can do most things. Yeah. So so she actually did have a really good singing voice, too. So because she was in Hollywood, of course... Who she was dating was also a prime topic. Her first rumored relationship in the public eye was her co-star Eminem. That's what I thought. Yeah. From the movie Eight Mile. Well, neither one of them actually confirmed that they were dating. They both spoke very highly of one another in the press. She did go on Letterman one time and kind of confirm it. It was kind of in like a roundabout way. Yeah. Letterman was Letterman's always giving me a little bit of a creep vibe. Oh, if you, yeah. he's a creep. Hundred percent. I don't yeah. like Letterman. Yeah. You can go and watch that interview. Yeah. The way that he talks to women. He's one of those, and I don't care if Letterman ever hears this, but he's yeah. definitely one of those like older Hollywood dudes that knew he could get away with Do absolutely whatever. everything. Didn't he lick 
or eat like Jennifer Aniston's hair or something one time. I, I you know, I say we Google that later, but that sounds like something he. Would he did do. something really creepy yeah. like that, but. Regardless, while neither one of them actually confirmed it, like, to the press, like, you know, like, with, through, like, yes, we did date, basically saying, yeah. they always spoke very highly of one another. Well, that's nice. And that's kind of a huge compliment there because Eminem don't speak highly of anyone. Well, right. So when asked, um, when um, Eminem was, uh, oops, sorry, I lost my place. When asked about Eminem in 2002, Murphy told MTV News that he's one of the most funny, honest, professional, hardworking actors I've ever worked with, if not the most. Eminem also played coy, only telling MTV News that he and Murphy became friends. I'll say that, he said. Ah. So... After Britney's death in 2010, Eminem told Vibe, at one point we were very close and she was a really good person. It's crazy when you see things not just with her, but all these things that are happening in Hollywood with people in music, with people in acting, he continued. Famous people are overdosing at alarming rates. Yeah, that is true. Isn't that what Heath Ledger died of too, was an Mm -hmm. overdose? Yeah. Yeah. After the rumored relationship with Eminem, Britney went on to date another co-star, Can Ashton. Oh, I was going to ask. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah. Okay, no, 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 that's yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Ashton, yeah. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. They had filmed the movie Just, Just Married, Married okay. together in 2003. Sorry. I'm having so much fun. And she said he's one of the most kind humans I've ever met. According to Kutcher, they were just friends during filming and that anything romantic didn't happen until after filming had wrapped. That's which I uh, right. I mean they're kissing and making out. Right? Like do you like, try and okay. tell me a spark doesn't fly? Come right. On. But director Sean Levy confirmed that they were just friends. But how does he know? Yeah, no, you don't. Um, their relationship did only last around a year, but it was a very lasting and meaningful one. It was later revealed that they had been actually engaged. Um, they had actually both been wearing rings, although it was never officially confirmed. And it was also just a rumor. Yeah. I just celebrate who Murphy was. She was like the person who walked into the room and she was always the first person to dance. Kutcher said on an episode of Nightline after Murphy's death. I just try to connect to that and celebrate who she was and how she was. Not just make sense of it because there's no making sense of it. I bet. I I get that vibe that she was exactly what you think she was. And just... so I watched the two-part documentary on yeah. um, HBO Max about what happened to Brittany Murphy. Yeah. And they made a point to say she was the same person in front of the camera, yeah. out in the pub, you know, out yeah. and you know, at like home. A, like she Jennifer was, Lawrence. Yeah. Like that. You know Jennifer Lawrence is she, like She's just, just, she wasn't yeah. putting on an act ever. She's just who she was. Yeah. And from everything I've seen, everything yeah. I've read, everything I've Which, of course, consumed. Is what makes it so much worse. Right. So. So then Brittany Murphy also bought a house and that was at 1895 Rising Glen Road, and that was once owned by Miss Britney Spears Boy, in L.A. Not a hot mess. Right. My goodness. And so she bought that uh, for $3.85 million in 2003 and lived at it with her mother, Sharon. Okay. So after her relationship with Kutcher, Britney began seeing another person in the entertainment industry, but it wasn't an actor this time. It was uh, industry executive Jeff. Kuwentzi. Sorry if I got that wrong. It's an interesting last name. And they got engaged in 2004. Okay. She was 26 at the time and was also his client. So a little... This engagement ended, however, after four months, but it was on good terms, and they said that they remained friends. 
Then she got engaged to another person named Joe Malowski. She's getting engaged a lot. Yes. So after they had first met on the set of Little Black Book, and that's um, around a month after she broke up with the previous person, Jeff, she asked Joe out to a movie. They did end up calling off their engagement in August of 2006. And are so, they still friends? Yeah, I didn't because, say. honestly, this is sound, besides the, okay, so my every boyfriend I've had is a friend of mine, pretty much. They've bought houses from me. So, yeah. I, I get that. I, I feel like with but, Brittany, like, how could you not be friends well, with her? that's what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm like, but they, I, I get it. It's like, they all, they fall in love with her so quickly, the engagement yep. comes, and then it doesn't work out, and then it's like, but you love her so much, you stay friends with her. I get it. The only difference is, is no one ever proposes to me, because they know Right, they know. and I did say a little bit later on, which I'll say it now, Ashton made a comment saying that he had never met someone, someone uh, like Brittany who wanted to get married so badly. Yeah, I and that's actually that. one reason I think that their relationship failed. Like he just wasn't ready to get married, and she was so she wanted to get married so badly. She was such a romantic. So, Ugh. so after her engagement with Joe ended, Brittany's personal and professional life started to struggle a bit. Around this time, so that was in August of 2006, Okay, rumors swirled about her possibly being anorexic or having yeah, some I sort of that. eating disorder and taking drugs. Um, she wasn't getting the role she had been getting before in the early 2000s, you know, like just married, all yeah. of these fun, you know, roles. Yeah. yeah. So when you are starting to struggle, you start associating yourself with the wrong people. And she was such a pure and trusting yeah. person kind of started to go downhill so this is where unfortunately the beginning of the end really starts for Brittany okay all right the next man that she began to start dating would be Simon Monjack well and we don't like this guy everyone she had a meeting with Simon after her film ramen girl which filmed in Tokyo and then after that meeting they were pretty much inseparable and like I said, if that name's familiar, it's because that's the man that she does end up marrying after, and they ended up marrying after only four months of dating. And that's also He's the so name. Ugly. Oh my gosh, this guy! And it's also <laughs> the man that dies in the same house as Brittany, the same way as Brittany. Mm. This relationship was surprising to many people because, as I said, they only dated for four months, and they didn't make any public appearances before together before they got married which is very strange to someone so in the public eye like Brittany was simon was a british screenwriter sorta i said sorta <laughs> he liked to say he was a screenwriter okay monjack first met Brittany at a photo shoot when she was a teenager according to today monjack said that he was a very pa- was very patient and watched her from afar for years as she grew up Ew. and dated other men ick Ew. ick yeah so he just he probably like saw, yeah, exactly. He's like grooming her. It's like uh, the exactly. guy from last week. You like met the exactly. teenager and groomed her. Exactly. Sick. In May of 2007, in a private Jewish ceremony, they got married. Some of Brittany's friends believe that the marriage moved so quickly for legal reasons because Simon, because for Simon, he had actually spent nine days in jail back in February of 2007 because he was facing um, deportation because his visa had expired. You go to jail for that? Yeah, I guess so. He did. All right. And because he's awful. So, yeah, he played this perfectly then. He oh, yeah. He knew she wanted to get married and yep. he needed a, a reason to, someone to keep him here in the States. Exactly. What a piece of shit. And Simon actually had quite the bad reputation in Hollywood and had the nickname Conjack. 
Oh, no. In the Hollywood circles. Are you serious? He basically forced director George Hickenlooper into giving him a writing credit on the movie Factory Girl because he wouldn't let it get produced without his name on it. Not, no. He filed a frivolous lawsuit against us, making bogus claims that he had that we had stolen his script, Hickenlooper said, according to Daily Mail. He held us literally hostage, and we were forced to settle with him as he held our production over a barrel. I posted this information on IMDb two years ago in order to warn other people because Monjack was using his Factory Girl credit, quotes, to solicit money from other investors. Wow. What a pile of shit, man. Yep. So, Yo, yes. It, well, question. Is, yep. this, is this the same guy that people would refer to that he would start a bunch of lawsuits to get what he wanted? Like that was his go-to? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Not only in his professional life was Simon a menace, but also his personal life. His ex-wife, Simon Bine. Wait, Bine, what? Simon Bine. Her name was Simon? Um, Simone, sorry. Simone. Oh. That would have been weird, but Simone. We have sorry. a friend named Simone. I can't believe you messed that up. I'm so sorry. Simone sued him for $63,000 that he had failed to pay her in their divorce in 2007. Did she ever get her money? Um, No, he never paid her. What a piece of shit. Back in Hollywood. So back, back in Hollywood, 2000, in 1999. Um, so Allison Burnett, this is a man. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, I thought uh, maybe I know an Allison Burnett. Okay, this is different. Okay, so this is a man um, who was a filmmaker. So this is back in time now. I'm jumping around a little bit. So this is a little past story about Simon. It's not a boy's name. It is here in Hollywood. How's it spelled? Allison. How? Hold on. That's how it was spelled in the documentary. That's how my sister spells it. That's not a boy's name. In Hollywood, it is. So this is back in the day. So when Simon was kind of. In Hollywood, this is, you know, back in the day, probably when he was watching Britney from afar. So this is back in 1999. So Alison Burnett, who was a filmmaker, was told that Simon, who was a British film writer, was in town. And he was told that Simon was worth a billion dollars. What? Yep. So he hosted a dinner to meet Simon. Simon told everyone that he was the biggest collector of Vermeers, who was a a Dutch painter, and that he had more in his collection than anyone else in the world. He had dated, and that he had dated Elle McPherson and Madonna. But he had also been dying from terminal brain cancer, and he had bought an experimental treatment from the fins of sharks, and that it had saved his life. This is all at a dinner party. Oh, my God. And that he had a collection of 17 Ferraris. What? So many lies. This is all just at a dinner party. So they all had a good time, and the filmmaker, Burnett, was just hoping that maybe the self-proclaimed billionaire, Simon, would maybe, like, finance a film that he wanted to make, you know. Hollywood. This is what Hollywood people do, right? Yeah. Simon also told him that his film was getting the best reviews in the history of independent films in London. But Allison's friend went to go see this movie that Simon said was just getting the best reviews and said that the film sucked. And the film was called Two Days, Nine Lives. Eventually, time about cats. You no. Know, <laughs> eventually, it was like I. They showed a clip of it, and it's just <laughs> there was say, like a car chase. I don't know. <laughs> when you say two days, nine lives, I think that like that's what in forty eight hours what my cat does. Yeah. She. Oh, she's. Oh, she's eating. Oh, she's sleeping. Oh, she's chasing the chipmunks. Yep. Oh. Nope, now she's now she's playing with her ball. Oh, she's sleeping again. Nope. Like, she's had two two days and nine so lives. So if that 
I mean, but that would be a box. That would probably be better than what so his film was. Yeah. So eventually time goes by and Allison gets an email from Simon's girlfriend and he finds out everything Simon boasted about that night and said was a lie. Oh, no. He was like basically um, just... He's just taking, people. Yeah, he was just conning people. He conned his girlfriend and then very quickly became engaged to one of her friends. What? Brittany. Allison said that. Wait a second. Yeah, Allison said he couldn't stress enough how convincing, cunning, and deceiving Simon was at this dinner party and how somehow he made you believe him. No. That, like, he just had this way about him. He was so cunning and just. You, you, he just, you, you Ugh. ate out of his hand. I hate people like that. He was just that kind of a person. Damn it. So needless to say, how he ended up with someone like Brittany Murphy, that everyone had nothing but kind words to say about how she was the literal light in the room and was so sweet and amazing is astounding and so unfortunate because of her kindness, it would be her end. Ugh. I didn't know any of this about this mm-hmm. guy. So this is baffling to me. Yeah. Because I literally, before, we've, we've never really talked a whole lot about Brittany Murphy dying. But I always just thought she overdosed and that was the end of it. Yeah. I didn't realize this guy was really that involved, to be honest. I yeah. Mean, I, I had my suspicions because he died right after her or whatever. But, like, this is some shit. It's some shit. So, like I said before, Brittany was a romantic. So she, you know, was eating out of Simon's hand basically, yeah. too. And she wanted so badly to be married. Like I said, Ashton had made a comment in the past that he never met someone that wanted to be so get married so badly as Brittany had. I don't get it. She had everything. I know. What was a marriage going to do for her? I think. In a Hollywood marriage of all things. I know. Almost everyone in her life told her that it was too quick to get married except her mom, who seemed to support Brittany. But that was pretty much the way things had always gone. Simon had told Brittany that he was a billionaire even. And most people saw through this and knew that he was just scum, though. But I think that her mom supported her. And it had always well, been just her mom and yeah. her. So I think that well, she's I like, well. her mom wouldn't. I mean, right. of course her mom wants her to be happy. So right, exactly. That makes sense. Okay. So, so Harley Pasternak, a Hollywood trainer like a physical trainer, and he was like a nutritionist too, recalled that when Brittany and Simon started dating, they came in and started to work out together at his gym. Oh, gym buddies. Yep. He remembers them showing up and him wanting to, um, that Harley wanted to contact Brittany's team, but then Simon told him that he had fired all of them and that Simon was Britney's team now, and that they what? weren't even sure if Britney had a phone anymore. Oh, my God. So he also recalls that it seemed as though she was under the influence of something, that she was very loopy and seemed high, and she was all over the place, and that she was maybe on pills or something, but she seemed she was very sweet and always very kind. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't think she's got a mean bone in her body. Well, had. So Simon had been coming there before Britney in training, but he had ran up a bill so high. Oh, you need someone to take care of that bill. Exactly. So then he... Which is funny because he's a billionaire, so... Right. But then he could start coming back there because he had Brittany. Oh, my God. So, so... um, Wow. So once they were married, Simon began to control Brittany's life. So once they got married, they hardly ever left their home. And Brittany's once thriving career slowed after marriage. And the rumors swirled around the hound that Simon made it very difficult to work with her. So those close to Britney's alleged that in that doc, then that documentary, what happened to Britney Murphy, which is on HBO Max, which is great. It's a two-part documentary. It's about two hours long. 
really good. I recommend it that, uh, like I said, Simon just took control of Brittany's life. He cut off. There was no landline to the house. He drove Brittany to and from any work that she had. She didn't have a cell phone anymore. He took charge of all her finances, fired oh, her entire God. team so that he could manage her completely herself. Um, he took on some of her final projects. He even insisted on doing her makeup and hair. Are you kidding me? No. Oh. No. God. So there eventually, yeah, there eventually was an intervention by Brittany's friends and those that were close and cared about her. Um, basically, they were showing proof to her that Simon was basically was a, con artist. was a con artist, that he was bad for her. But it failed, and Brittany and her mother said that they love Simon, and well, yeah, that was that, that. If he's that good at what he he's doing. He had brainwashed them. Oh, 100%. And when she wants love so bad, she's not ready. She's yep. not going to be willing to just go back out there again. No yep. way. So I get it. Yeah. No Simon way. kept spending the couple's money, or should I say Brittany's money, because he was doing nothing. He didn't have, he didn't have anything going on. No. His job was controlling her. That was his job. He was a puppeteer. Exactly. He was buying properties left and right, and he even had a replica made of Audrey Hepburn's tiara from Bre- Bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, my God. I love that tiara. So he had, uh, yeah, just why? Why? I don't know. He would drive, like I said, he would drive Brittany to and from work and then sit and wait for her while she worked. And then during lunch, she would have to come out and sit and eat lunch with him. Oh so my she couldn't God. even sit and eat lunch with her coworkers. If I knew this when she was alive, I would have driven to Hollywood to try to help her. My God. So that's funny that you say that. So um, Kathy, I have her last name in here from down. But um, Kathy, oh, the one witch from um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I know. The, bra- the brunette. That, it starts with an N. I can't think of her yeah, last name. It's her in here. Either, but anyway, knew, she yeah. was worked with her on King of the Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she... And she breaks down in the documentary. She's like, she's like, I should have been at her house every day knocking on that door, oh. trying to get her out of there. See, and I love that woman. I've, I've seen her in do other interviews and stuff. Like, She's like, I, she's like she's, she just changed and said, all our friends said she, Brittany just basically left. Her number was changed and no one could get a hold of her. Isn't that just the saddest thing? I, and I it's mean, like, at, I mean, you, you kind of don't think of it at the time, but now, yeah. you know, afterwards, you're like, why didn't I do more? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is it's her death is sad, but hearing this mm-hmm. to me is even more sad because right. she was dead long before she was actually right. dead. Right. Oh. So Alex Merkin, who directed Murphy in the 2009 film Across the Hall, um, talks in the documentary about all these red flags about... Simon seeming out of it and Murphy was very like jackal and high behavior so on her very first day she was three hours late and there would be times when she would completely not know the line so at the beginning of the project like talking about this movie she was so excited like she she was like with it like talking about it but then like she showed up and it was like a completely different person she he said Brittany would come to the set and be in a really good space, and then I would see her go off with Simon, he says. When she came back, I felt a stark change in her mood. She had no access to her own email or phone, and if I wanted to reach her, I had to reach her through him. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah. That's just nuts. So w- another thing Brittany had always been known for was her adorable kind of round features. Not that she was really ever overweight, no, but, but she always had kind of a round, she was fuller cute. face. Like she yeah. was cute. Yeah. But with Simon, all that changed. 
She began to look increasingly very thin, sunken, and drawn. In the months leading up to her death, all her friends and press in public had noticed how thin she had gotten to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I thought so, because remember I said earlier Mm -hmm. about how I saw her in Clueless, and then I think the next time that, like, and I saw her, even in 8 Mile, she still looked normal. Right. She looked great. And that was all before Simon. But then in Uptown Girls, I was like, girl, you are a twig. And- so they show some, I'm going to talk about some photos a little okay. bit later, but like, yeah. It's just so sad. I mean, I want to be thin. We all know I want to be thin. I've been thin. I was a gymnast back in the day. I was thin. I should show you some of these photos though. But like, like and oh. I'm not thin anymore. I'm just not. I'm a chubby gal now. I don't care, whatever. So I would like to be thinner, but I also am like, I'm also not completely unhappy with the way I am, so it's like... And, I mean, Holly was a whole different game, but I feel like now... Oh, and I say oh, I say it later, but, like, yeah. back in the, back then, like, you had to be thin. Well, I know, and it, it's sad, though. It was sad. And you know it's true, because we've said it. You remember how when we were kids? When we were kids, it's about this time all this is going down. You said you thought that you were bigger. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't. No, she wasn't at all. And I didn't know that about you until we or older that that's how you felt and yeah I feel super bad and i really now. wasn't but it's just like that's how it was and i, I mean, mean that yeah exactly and you did have really ridiculously skinny you friends. guys were we were gymnasts stupid we, skinny we were all g- gymnasts yeah and then and then so they're, they're, or just like yeah exactly so, i mean because danielle was too and but so but it's one of those things where it's like that's the society I, but it's funny because i look back on it and i didn't even notice it right I didn't, like, uh, now, and now I'm, like, it, it's all I ever think about is I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I hang out with my friends, and I'm, like, oh, I should be thinner. But I also am, like, but I'm not unhappy because I right. was skinny for so long. And guess yep. what? That wasn't very much fun. No. Like, the, I I like being able to eat something here or there. And when I do get unhappy, then I, I adjust. Yeah. And I It's all about it. balance. It's kind of fun, actually, because then all of a sudden people are, like, oh, wow, you look great. It's, like, asking for compliments. I, like, get fat on purpose and then start to lose the weight just to get the compliments hey i don't know why i went off on that tangent well but you all got it yeah well kind of going there well continuing on that um makeup artist trista jordan said she wasn't herself she was in so much pain she worked with britney on her final film something wicked her eyes were so sunken and she just seemed so sad god what i wouldn't give just yeah so simon yeah I know. it's So Simon's ex-fiance, Elizabeth Ragsdale, who he had a son with, Elijah, commented on the weight loss in the documentary. She said, when I saw Brittany Murphy getting really thin, I knew he had something to do with that. He loved anorexic women. What? I believe Simon Monjack, even if he did not kill Brittany Murphy, he allowed her to die because he did not get her to the doctor and get her help. I believe that he did the same thing to himself, knowing that he needed medical treatment. He didn't get it, and he died. I would rather be dead than be discovered as the con artist that he was. He would rather be dead than be discovered wow, than Carter's that he does. Deep. And I 100% agree with her I with mean, that. It's and just, I'll get into I, that, I'm, but I'm floored yes. by that anorexic thing. Like, he liked anorexic women. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wanted her to be as skinny as I she mean, could I mean, I get it's Hollywood. You want yep. skinny. I get it. But, like. That's nuts to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, why would yeah. you want somebody sick? Like, somebody that you're supposed to care about? Because I, I think he wanted her to have to depend on him. That's so sick. It is. You're right. I see it now. I see where you meet that this is like a murder. It is. Because he slowly killed her. He, he did. 
So in 2009, Britney was supposed to be starring in a movie called The Caller down in Puerto Rico, but Simon showed up completely drunk to the movie set. Apparently, Simon even hit someone. Because of this disturbance and basically how much Britney had to deal with her disaster of a husband, she was fired from the movie. Oh, my God. After this time, that would have been her final, her final movie, too. After this time of her husband ruining yet another opportunity for her, Brittany was almost ready to end things with Simon, but he convinced her to stay, so she did. Again, unfortunately for Brittany, it was this trip that they started to feel sick, and they started to treat their sickness with more over-the-counter medications when they got home. Oh, no. They would also do these really strange photo shoots in their house where he would dress Brittany up almost like a doll in the middle of the night and take pictures of her. What? There are some really weird pictures of her wearing a mask like Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs and things like that. There are some really weird photos. Um, There's some pretty photos too, but you can see how skinny she is. Uh, He would tell her to go get plastic surgery too. Simon had landlines, like I said, yeah. Her bones? Yep. Um, They would stay up all, they would stay up late taking downers and then chug coffee and take uppers in the morning. What are, okay, downers and uppers? Yep. I live in Wisconsin. So her co-star on the King of the, on King of the Hill, Kathy Najimi, 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 yep. Najimi. What is she in the, in, in Hocus Pocus? She's, uh, she's Mary. A, yeah. She's Mary. Yeah. Let's just call her Mary from yeah. Hocus Pocus. Kathy. I like Kathy. I Said she remembers her and Simon showing up 40 minutes late to some award show, just scooting through the seats, seeing all blurried eye, and she just didn't recognize her anymore, and Brittany was cloudy and completely gone. Oh. That's so sad. So, like... Hollywood saw her die long before they, the rest they were of us. just all of her like people like because she had worked on her with King of the Hill for yeah years. For years yeah and there's pictures of the, the the whole cast together like all happy and then just she just drifted away oh I hate this on December second two thousand and nine Brittany would do her last film premiere for Across the Hall Alex Merkin remember that she was extremely sweet proud of the film but that she seemed very frail her hands were very shaky. She talked to him about a future family she wanted to have, and she seemed more like the person he had met when they started the film versus when they were making the film. And this was two weeks before she passed away. So this is more. So Perez Hilton was asked on a radio interview in 2009, what celebrity would pass away? And he answered, Brittany Murphy. Oh, my gosh. Now he really regrets putting that energy out there, he says. He also said it was very gross of the interviewer to ask that gross of him to respond that way. But it's also very telling of the time. 2009, in many ways, was a very gross time, he said. Well, and the thing is, is like people have like celebrity death pools Mm -hmm. i don't know if other people know what those are but like people i know that work in like different companies every year at the they come back after the new year they pick five people they think are gonna die that year and there's a pool yeah i've never been a part of one of them because i'm a 1099 i don't work independently but I hear about it. Yeah. And I mean, I got to tell you, Lindsay Lohan has been on people's list for years. She's, hey, Bob she just Barker, had a baby. Like, they're still alive. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, but it's one of those things where, so that question being asked to me isn't yeah. that, that far from No, it's not. Because but like, everyone expects I get it. what he, I, I get his answer though. She, he's but like, it's so sad though because it is. it's like, I don't And he talks, he, yeah. he talks about in the interview on the documentary, he's like, 
I didn't view these celebrities as people. They were objects to 100%, me. hundred percent. And that's why I say that, like those pools yep. are the same. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I was a different person back then. He's like, and that time, you know, yeah. that 2009 and earlier, you know, when that, you know, Perez Hilton, yeah. you know, where he would write on the pictures, like, you grow, oh, yeah. you know, like, all of that. It's a, he's he's like, a different person. It's a different thing. What we all it was are. a different, yeah. I mean, we all say stupid shit. Like, I'm probably going to say something stupid right now, and it's going to haunt me in, like, 10 years. But, like, I look at Britney Spears as, like, an object. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to be one of those people because I, I she. Hope. I talk I, about I, her I a little bit I here. don't want that to happen to her. No. I love Britney. She was my idol growing up. Oh, yeah. But the person that I love died a long time ago. She's, yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like, I'd love to see Which her pull herself out. But, I will bring up in a well, little and bit. And I hope you do because I, if we lost one Britney, I'd like to try to save another. Yep. So. Okay, go. All right. Sorry, this is Sorry. a long one. It is a long one, and I keep going off on tangents. It's a good. It's an, an interesting glass one. Of wine and this is an interesting one, though. So it is. All right, and I'm sorry if it seems like it's a little bit out of order. I was listening to podcasts. I watched a documentary. I was researching online, so I feel like I I was a little bit all over the place. But I think you're doing a really nice job. Well, thanks. If, if I would stop interrupting you, you'd probably. Be oh, you're fine. Longer. You're fine. So Ed Winter, who was the assistant chief, LA County. Um, Department of Coroner at the time. He's retired now and actually dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not funny. But anyways, <laughs> it's not dead. He was so sweet in the documentary. If you watch him, I liked him a lot. Um, he oversaw all the high-profile deaths in L.A., you know, during that time. So he responded to the death. Um, Simon and Brittany's mom, Sharon, were there, obviously. She was sitting on the couch and would cry a little bit and then stop and then say something and then kind of start up crying again. Simon seemed under the influence and pacing around a lot. Ed felt something wasn't right at the house. There were several several little indicators. He said the hair on the back of your neck stands up a little and you're like, what? So, you know, he's been to a lot of things before yeah. you know what I mean oh, yeah, gut feelings all, yeah. you, you know a lot of things so gut feelings yeah. he said that they told him that they had been up late she had flu-like symptoms and they had been in Puerto Rico two weeks earlier and when they were there she became ill in the morning Brittany went into the bathroom and after a little while Sharon went in and found her unresponsive on the bathroom floor they carried her into the shower and turned on cold water to see if they could revive her. So there was a uh-huh. delay in starting CPR. Ed Wait. wonders if she was sick. How did it get this far? Why didn't someone call, pick up the phone, and make an appointment? Something wasn't right. Wait a second. And I'm new to medical stuff, as in I don't know nothing. Does cold water revive people? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So another thing. So I wanted to play. Oh, Okay. A little bit of the 911 call. Oh, okay. So this is when they're trying to do the CPR compressions, okay? Okay. So I find this. Okay. So just just listen. Time. Six hundred times, okay? Just keep doing compressions, okay, until help can take over. Let the chest come all the way up between pumps. Count it. Count out loud so I can... I can count with you, okay? I want to hear. It's got to be at this rate, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Keep going at that rate. Eight, nine. That's too slow. Too slow. Too slow. Okay, he's going. 
You've got to be a little faster than that. You're counting every other pump. We've got to count each pump. One, two. Oh, my God, are we good? got to keep pumping, ma'am. Don't stop, don't stop. They count them out here. So, it doesn't sound like he's trying real no, hard. it sounds like he's a fucking idiot. Yes. Everyone knows you do the Bee Gees song. Ah, 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 ah. That too. Alive, but he's, he's like, sir, you got to do it every pump. Like, you have to count it out. Count it out. Yeah. He's, if you're trying to save your wife. I think you're trying your damned hardest. Um. Yeah. Well, and I don't know anything about the situation, but the mom sounds she sounds devastated. Absolutely devastated. Simon sounds like he could give a shit. He he sounds kind of drunk himself. To be I, he was with definitely you. high, or he was definitely what high on some shit. sort of pills and drunk. Yeah. So that just furthers my point that that he's a poophead. That he's yeah. So um, Lisa Sheenan who was the department medical examiner who's retired um, 55 days later, the death autopsy was complete. So on Brittany, so the blood count, the hemoglobin was three. So she was anemic. If she had gone to the doctor, they would have had her hooked up and getting a transfusion. It was life threatening situation. So yeah, if she would have went to the doctor, she would have been getting a blood transfusion. So she could be here right now. Right. And then what they do is they cut up the lungs and they drop in water to see if they float. What? Wait, what? Yep. They should float, but Brittany's didn't. So they that means that she had severe pneumonia. And that she didn't just get it. It had she had had it and she had been walking around with it for some time. They cut up the lungs? That's to test to see if she had pneumonia. Oh my god. Well, how do you think they test to see what I people don't have? I don't think about this shit. Nope. Oh my Toxicology god. Toxicology test. No evidence of alcohol or illegal drugs in her system, but she did have prescription and over-the-counter drugs in her system, which we knew. So, that was the report. So, in the end, the main cause of death was pneumonia, and then the contributory factor was iron deficiency anemia. Well, if she had gone to a hospital or a doctor early enough, she would have had a chance. A young, healthy person doesn't die of pneumonia. Nope. How did Simon or even Sharon not take her to the doctor? Sharon and Simon had all that all said that they all had a little bit of a respiratory flu and had it that Brittany had it, but the least, and that she had a little bit of laryngitis too. Other than that, she was perfectly healthy and well. Wait, so did they diagnose her with those things or did... Right, she didn't go to the doctor. So they decided she had laryngitis. They decided. Well, I don't know about that. Remember, Brittany didn't have a phone. There was no landline. She had no way of making an appointment for herself. My God. This is crazy. And her mom just went along with this shit? Yeah. So on Simon's side of the nightstand, there were 90 bottles of different prescriptions. Some in different names which is highly unusual. On Brittany's side, they found some in other names too, including Lola Manuel. There were also, um, there were search warrants out to all the different pharmacies that these bottles came from, and they were all from different doctors too. 
The reason for this and all the different names is because obviously the high amounts of different prescriptions, it would look way too suspicious to be getting all those different drugs, which is why they came from different pharmacies and different doctors. And it allowed them to continue to enhance their prescription drug addictions. Oh my goodness. Simon and Sharon both seemed as though they were on something most of the time after being seen in public after Britney's death. So they can we can only assume that they were both also on prescription Wait drugs a so before even as Sharon? well. Yeah. Wow. If you see some interviews with her, there's, well, I'll talk about it. But wow. Yeah. yeah. This, re- this guy really fucked shit up. He unfortunately did. Um, most reporters and media at the time were thinking it was just an overdose because, obviously, that's what most people were thinking. It seemed like the logical explanation for someone that young and seemingly healthy enough, even though, you know, she was very thin and seemed out of it, but people kind of contributed that to drugs, right? She had been changing appearances of late, getting so skinny, so, you know, eating disorder and drugs, thinking it just went too far. But, you know, it was pneumonia and the anemia. Yeah, wow. So she was buried on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's so sad. So Simon requested no autopsy. (gasps) But then, yeah. Which is strange and sometimes indicates that in particular, maybe that person doesn't want you to find out what that person might have in their system. But, you know, as we found out, there was, yeah, they did. But the drugs in Britney's system were a combination of over-the-counter and prescription drugs that were legal. However, but the coroner noted the possible adverse psychological effects, elevated levels of these medications cannot be discounted, especially in her weakened state. So, um, yeah. Gee, oh my goodness. This is way deeper than I thought it was. Yeah. I thought she just died of an overdose. Hmm. So in the documentary, there is a photo that's pulled up of Simon and Sharon together because they end up doing a photo shoot together after Brittany's death. What? Yep. Um, So it's um, very interesting. Um, Wait. The mother and yes. the husband do a photo shoot together? Yes. Okay. Yep. So they, um. Like, what in, what would ever make you want to do such a thing? Right. So, um, they did end up getting a publicist. Um, I okay. seem to have deleted his one Audi- name. But, um, Roger. We'll just call him Roger. Sorry, I don't have his full name here. That's right. Um, But Roger, he talks about, um, he's like, this is not a typical pose for a son and a mother-in-law. I would not have had them do this. He also talks about how the Larry King interview wasn't a good look for them at all. And that Larry King interview was rough. And Simon says in the interview of Britney's dead body, This pristine body that is curvy in all the right places and skin like silk, how could I say in front of her mother, cut it up? What? About getting an autopsy. Oh, Neil. Neil goes on to say, when I saw the interview, I went, oh, no. And it made you cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Roger. Yeah. fucking kidding me? Also, during the interview, Simon calls Sharon baby. No. Ew. Roger's biggest takeaway from the Larry King interview, 
he said was that Sharon yielded to Simon and that Simon was in control and meeting them in person only further verified this. Simon needed to have control of people in his life and the situation that he and he preyed on the weakness of others. All Sharon had was Brittany. So Sharon clung on to Simon after Brittany was gone. Oh, the set of pictures of Simon and Sharon together are just very creepy. It looks like engagement photos. So he wasted no time to make sure he still had his paws on everything they had. Right. Do you think that if he wouldn't have died, he would have focused on maybe getting her to the same state that Brittany was in? I'm Maybe. So, and then they kept living together in the house together and sleeping in the same bed together. No. Supposedly, too, because... Um, Supposedly, too, because it, there's pill bottles on different sides of the bed no. with either of their names on them, and the master bed was always, like, no. messed up. No. Stop it right now. Yep. During the Larry King interview, Sharon seems completely out of it as well, almost high on pills, most likely. Then the driver that took them to and from the interview said that after the interview, their attitudes and, like, their the way about them almost just turned off. The tearful interview, talking about how they cry day in and day out and how Sharon shakes and cries and needs to be held. As they were leaving and the interview was over, it was all turned off and it appeared to be almost like a hoax, according to the driver. Oh, my God. Yep. This is way deeper than I thought it was. Yep. So, February 2010, Simon gives a weird tour to a reporter named Amber Ryland. So... I don't know. Th- this is a what you might have seen if you ever seen like a video of where this where Simon's giving a tour of the bathroom where Brittany died in. It's to this okay. reporter Amber. If you've ever seen, no, this. I haven't. I didn't know any of this existed. I just thought she had an overdose. Yeah, this is it's wild. Okay. So, um, so during this interview, he alludes to that they've been targeted by people in the government. He shows their whole security system. Who are watching them. You notice that the house isn't very clean or organized. It's it's a mess. And you would think for someone like, you know, in Hollywood that it would be more clean yeah. and organized. And then you see the bathroom that she passed away in. She fell on top of their little doggy couch and it was still in the bathroom. He said that he doesn't use that bathroom anymore. And that was actually the first time he'd actually walked into there since it all happened. Uh, Amber also meets Sharon and she said that uh, that Sharon acted very submissive to sh- to Simon and that Amber noted that the master bedroom, that the bed was all ruffled on both sides and that he, that, Sher- that he said that Sharon sometimes crawls into bed with him and that she just cries she so crawls? that they share a bed sometimes to comfort into one another. bed with him? To comfort, that she needs to be comforted. With the husband that created the problem? Yep. If I were that woman's mother, I would be furious with him. Right. And I get it. He's a smooth talker. He's yep. charming. He's got a hold on them. But how can you not see that yep. your perfectly healthy, wonderful daughter yep. went to shit yep. when she met him? Yep. So, something to bring up. Brittany left everything in the will to her mother. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nothing to sign Yeah. You know why? Because... Subconsciously, that woman fucking knew that guy was slime. Simon didn't have any work going on, and Sharon had all the money. So Simon comes up with the Brittany Murphy Foundation, which was a load of crap. 
Oh, I'm sure. Simon started a foundation, and he was going to charge her friends and family thousands of dollars to come to the memorial for Brittany, and the money would go to the foundation. The foundation, which is what, his checking account? Yep. Oh, my God. Everyone figured out that this wasn't a legit thing and that Simon was going to somehow profit off of this and that it wasn't actually for charity, and it was dissolved a few days afterwards, and it never actually stuck around, thankfully. Wow. So, yeah. He was going to charge people to go to her memorial? Yep. Yep. What a pile of poo. Isn't this guy just something? He's a piece of shit. He is. You know what? Well, he's he's worm food now, so. Worm food, she says. So, also in this documentary, you meet Simon's mother and his brother. Simon's mother and his brother. Okay, so he's got family. Okay. Yep. So, Linda and James Monjack. So, they talked about how charming Simon was and how he could manipulate the environment to get what he would want around him. Oh, wow. So they agreed that he was that way. But when his father died, something changed in him, and he lived in the now. He fell in and out of love very easily. Linda said that they, that, um, of Brittany, that they fell into each other's eyes and that they drowned into each other. Linda remembers talking to Brittany before she died, and she told her that she wasn't feeling well. That if she went to the top of the stairs, she couldn't really breathe. And that she asked if she thought that she was, if she was dying. And Linda said, of course, you're not dying, but you need to go to the doctor. Yeah. Linda said that Simon was in shock for months and that he was getting increasingly ill himself. There was one time that Linda couldn't get a hold of Simon and that when she finally did, he answered the phone and said, I'm alive. I'm alive. And that she didn't know why he would say such a thing. Yeah, that is weird. I do believe the whole that he was in shock with her death because I don't think he thought it would come to that. Maybe. I don't think it would. I don't. I, I think he wanted her in a state. I don't think he wanted her to actually die again. Kind of like the Robert Burdellas where he would put him in a state and then when they would die, he was like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. So I do. Well, I mean, Brittany was there his moneymaker, but his, I think right. that he got her so far down that he was like, I don't know how to get exactly. her back up. Oh, 100 percent. I think that. Yeah. And I think yeah. he realized that, too. And it was a little much. But yeah. Yeah. So, May 23, 2010, Simon, Simon Monjack was found unresponsive. He was pronounced dead. Ed Winter couldn't believe it. Where did he die at? The house. The same house? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So, Roger Neal got a call, their um, publicist, from Sharon saying it's happening all over again. Simon was found dead. The day before Simon died, Roger said that Simon would be talking to him and then he would drift off mid-sentence and then almost fall asleep then come back um like during the conversation and he had a cigar in his hand and a and a cognac in the other he had no idea that he was literally dying right in front of him oh my gosh so simon seth was listed as acute bronchial pneumonia so, so another pneumonia which another is very pneumonia. odd it's very odd for that age because he was not he was in bad health. No, I know, but he wasn't very young or very old either. Right? I mean, he was, he was like, older what, than Brittany, but what, was, um, that, was that 50? He was, uh, oh my gosh, I don't have his age. That's, I'm pretty sure it was 50. Yeah. I don't but know he, why I don't have right, his age. He was like 20 It's so old. funny. They're like, oh, Brittany. They're like, ah, eh, Simon died too. Everything. Nobody cares about Simon. No. And I mean, for a good reason. So yeah. so just five months after Brittany passed away, Simon passed away for almost the identical reasons, you know, in the same bathroom oh, at he was the same only 40. mansion. 40. He was only 40. So he he was, looked like he was about 80. He does. I thought he was I mean, not way 80, but, older than that. Yep. 
So five days after Simon's death, Sharon contacted Roger, their publicist person, about selling a bunch of jewelry for her, saying that she needed the cash. So he took it to two different dealers that he had in L.A. on um, Rodeo Drive, and both of them told him that none of it was real. <gasps> Roger realized that Simon had been lying to Sharon. That's when she realized that Simon was also probably lying about all the properties and oh, stocks no. and everything else, and she was right. Simon had gone through $3 million of Britney's money in three years. Oh, my god! Sharon was left with nothing besides the house, Britney's pension, whatever was left in the bank. Oh, Simon god. also owed people money all over since he was a public figure with britney he had to pay back these people he owed so that's why he went through all that money in those three years it wasn't his it was britney's he also had two ch children that britney did not even know about and he was putting through one through a ch uh, private school in england oh my gosh so he had a child in england and one in france jesus so holy shit that's that and so, so sharon after he dies, is all of a sudden like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've been bamboozled. Yeah. I, so, I can't even imagine. Yeah. That mind fuck after you lose your daughter. Yeah. And then that guy, all that comes then out, the truth guy. comes out, and it's too late to go and save your daughter. What do you do? Ouch. Yeah. So, all right. So, some theories about the home. First theory, mold. No. Okay. So what happened? Roger Neal in the documentary points out that you can visibly see mold around the large picture window in the house and also on the French doors. Okay. Roger, Sharon, and Linda all believe mold had something to do with it. No. However, Linda, Linda continued to fuel the story when she told the Daily Mail in 2013 that her son had found severe mold in the home prior to his death. All I know is that before Simon's death, he was having hallucinations that things were crawling out of his skin, Linda okay. said. So, did they have the severe mold tested? There's also footage from Inside Edition that you can find online where the house is all quarantined off with plastic like it's getting like deep cleaned from mold. There's also visible mold in the home and um, from the visible mold you can see and mold can do some crazy things to a person. Um, but this also questions why didn't Sharon suffer any of the same fate if there was no. mold in the house. So here's my issue with the mold story. Mm -hmm. This is a simple one. If it were mold, we would all know it's mold because you go in, you test it. If there's mold, you remediate it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even if they had mold, like people, there's mold in every house. Yeah. So they very well could have had it remediated. But I, there's another house, uh, I don't remember what story it is, but there was mold clearly through and through the the walls and everyone was getting sick. They couldn't even stand to be in the house. Yeah. Okay. That was a public issue because the insurance company didn't believe it and it turned into this big thing. If your entire house is covered in mold, it's not a hush-hush situation. If you two people die in the house, it's investigated. Yeah. And well, if it were mold, that would be the cause of death. It would not be a, oh, I wonder if it's mold. I'm sorry. That's a bullshit excuse mm -hmm. to come up with something because you don't want to take credit or take account for the fact that that guy fucking used you and that's what you want to go with. Sorry, not sorry. Well, right. So Dr. Lisa um, Shinin, Shinin yeah. doesn't believe this, though. She didn't see any evidence nope. of mold in Brittany's organs. And, and you I'm, can usually see this yeah. in the autopsy and there was no evidence. 
Ed Winter told Sharon that he would get someone up from the county health to come and check the house, but her attorney called him back up and told him, no, don't do that. She didn't want that to give any access to the house and she wasn't going to and she was going to be selling the house anyways and to stay away wait so if you're going to be selling the house anyway and you think there's mold in it you have to disclose it yeah this theory has been shown to be disproved by the medical examiner's office in 2010 sharon said that she had never been personally asked by the coroner anyone from the health department to come up and inspect my home for mold, Winter said that wasn't true. While Roger Neal backed her up, Neal said that the house had been inspected two months before Murphy died and the report said it was safe to inhabit. So there's a lot of contradicting back and forth and it's hard to know what was actually it's true or not. not wanting to admit that she was fucking taken a fool right. by this guy. So there's oh. a lot of back and forth. I mean, there are pictures children. of actual mold in the house. but Sure, but there's mold in every house. Right, and there's pictures. So their house is at the bottom of a hill, so there yep. is water and damage. And I believe it. I believe but, it. Yeah. But so I don't think that it I'm sorry, caused did, their did, death. Did the mold put the prescription bottles on no, their beds? No, and like hands? I said, I don't think it caused their no. death. Sharon, could it have like added a little bit to sickness? Maybe. Well, I'm sure it didn't but help whatever. anything. But are you kidding me? Right, right. So next one is: Were they poisoned? Brittany's father, Angelo, went on HLN News Now. And said he suspected that she was poisoned and felt that she was murdered. He reached out to Amber, that one reporter. Um, Sharon really didn't like Angelo and said that he only started coming back around once Brittany started making money. It went so far as he was banned from the grave site until he could prove that he was the biological father. That's how much Sharon didn't like him. So there was some, well, for sure, but some headbutt in wrong? There. Like, right. where was I he? I know. I yeah, know. I agree with her on so, that one. But also... He's got a point. Like, I don't think his his opinion is any more important than mine. I don't give a shit if he's the, the blood. He was not her father. Right. So, so it's just some guy's opinion. Right. So. But I, also, I also agree with it. Right. I so. Think that, that, I think that motherfucker, like, tried to keep her in a state and it didn't work and she died. Well, right. I know. I'll get. I, I got know. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very invested. You're invested in this yeah. one. So, um. There's a woman named Wendy Abrahamson. So she was part of Brittany Murphy's fan club. She's okay. also Angelo's best friend now in the documentary. Oh, it's so weird. I, they showed it. I was like, interesting. So um, she helped Angelo friend find the grave. So some friends helped her dad oh, find the grave. On. So they thought it was strange that Sharon... Um, wouldn't help him, but and you're that Simon and Brittany were dead. You're, and, you're yeah. in the Brittany Murphy fan club, and you help her father who wanted nothing to do with her it's when very she was a weird. nobody. They just wanted to be. Oh, they all want all of you are yes. a bunch of fame whores. Knock right. it off. So Angelo went to the coroner's office to obtain hair samples and the toxicology report, and he got toxicology reports from a private lab, which came back with high concentrations of heavy metals. And may have that, and they oh, said was white snake in there, and <laughs> may have, might have been intentionally poisoned. That wasn't funny. It was because white, just... white snake isn't heavy metal. I should have should have said corn or I was something. Gonna say, yeah, they're not. I... Heavy. They're a hair Damn band. Damn it! I had an opportunity. Sorry, but yes, may have been in, intentionally poisoned. But they um, were found in the hair, which is easily explained from hair dye and all the hair products. It wasn't actually found like within the body. And okay. I mean, 
let's think about an actress. How much are you dyeing your hair and doing stuff well, to your hair? especially when you have your own husband doing your hair. Right, and probably not doing it very well. God. So, in a 2014 interview with The Examiner, um, Angelo made it clear that he believed his ex-wife murdered their daughter. Let her explain what? why she had my daughter execute a will, leaving everything to her mother and specifically excluding Simon, he said. Let Sharon explain why she decided to do this right after Brittany and Simon told her of their plan to move to New York and have a baby. Let Sharon clarify how she was planning to support herself for the first time in decades once Brittany moved away. Let her talk about auctioning off Brittany's underwear, passport, SAG card, and clothes. There are many unanswered questions that have to be addressed. Out of three people living together in the same house, only one survives and benefits financially. I mean, I don't think that that she actually did it, but some of that stuff is definitely questionable. I don't. Yeah. I think she was on a part of the sedation of Brittany. I I hate to say it. I don't think she had wanted her dead though. To no. be honest with you, I, that's her daughter. Yeah. But I think she was. I think Simon had Sharon just as much under that spell as Brittany. Yeah. Well, either way, Angelo's dead now. So wait, Angelo is the dad. Yeah. Oh, he did. He's dead. So another rumor. How did he die? Did I don't know. Did the mold get him too? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say how he died. It just said he died. I'm gonna assume it was the mold. Sure. Okay. Or maybe the ghost, because what? another rumor is the house is haunted. Ghosts don't kill people. Yeah. So haunted. There are rumors of the house being haunted, and Britney Spears believed that it was. Well, have you met Britney Spears? Right. She is literally one step outside the funny farm. So. Brittany lived in the home with Justin Timberlake and before their breakup in 2002. When she cheated. Julianne Key, Spears' former break makeup artist, said in February in a February episode of We Need to Talk About Brittany that Spears, like Murphy, didn't want to stay in the house. So Murphy never had a good vibe about the house. So when they would come home, she would say to Simon, I don't want to stay here. Can we go stay somewhere else? Okay. So, so... Brittany said um, about the home, or so we need to talk about Brittany, that Spears like Murphy didn't want to stay in the house. I had my friend do a healing on her. He had come up, I guess. She had a crazy party weekend and needed to relax, she recalled. So this is about Brittany Spears. He left, and she swears to God that he opened up some spirit portal or something and that these bad spirits had come in, and they were, like, trying to push her down the stairs or something crazy. Spears was so scared she moved out of the house. She went to the Casa del Mar Hotel to stay there and never went back to the house. Okay, so I don't not believe that. I don't not believe that yeah. at all because I believe in all that shit. But, uh-oh. I also yeah. believe that the ghost thing, I feel like you do something about it then. Yeah. You don't just die. Well, she, yeah. Well, she sold the house is what she did. Well, I know. But I'm just saying like with Brittany Murphy, it's like, okay, then get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I, I But again, she, I get it. Simon had complete control over her. It's a yeah, whole situation. Right. I don't think the ghost killed her. No, I, I don't. Think, I, 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 I said not really buying this, but. I 100% but, believe in the ghost so, thing. But. Britney was crazy. Britney Spears, this she is... She is crazy. So I said, but was. maybe mold had something to do with yeah. her seeing things. Maybe. Well, okay, but the thing Possibly about- Britney did have a breakdown in 2007, so maybe the mold in her home had something to do with Not- that. Interesting, though. So anyways, um, so it's an interesting thought. So maybe 
if there was water damage in the home, maybe the mold was really bad when Britney Spears was living yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is, I know that back in 2002 or whatever, Britney wasn't necessarily crazy then. But I know. So it would have taken a while for that to but, really do something so, to her. Yeah. I, I'm more concerned about Britney now than. I know. Britney. I know. But it's just an interesting thought. It is. It all. I believe, I do believe in all that ghost stuff. You know, I love all that and stuff. And I'm not so into that. No, so that's not. why I'm like, man, I don't you're know about not, that. But I, I believe that there could be demons and ghosts. I believe in all that shit. I believe in energy. But I also believe the fact that if th- there's fucking ghosts in your house, you get the fuck out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think there's ghosts in my house where I live, but I just talk to them. They, they don't seem like, it's weird. Like, my lights will come on yeah. randomly. Like, it's weird. Okay. It happens so often that I'm just like, it is what it is. Like this morning, I woke up this morning, went downstairs, and all of my lights were on. That is normal for me. Like, yeah. it is what it is. I'm like, so I'm like, all right. I'm like, I get it. You turn the lights on. Okay, great. And like, sometimes Logan's like, oh, I can hear people going up and down the steps. And I go, uh huh. Yep, I know. That stuff doesn't bother me. The demon shit. That's creepy stuff. Not I know. Not a big fan of. I would prefer that if there was demons in my home, that I go somewhere else. Yeah, I get it. So if that was the case, then fine. But I don't think they kill. I don't think they killed Brittany Murphy. I think Simon killed Brittany Murphy. Right, right, right. Same. So next is the government. Like I alluded to before, Simon yes. felt like they were being watched. But this is a whole nother avenue. I did not go down and write up about well, this. Well, let me tell you, the government's killing all of us. Right. So I said, nah, I don't think that there was a government conspiracy to take out Brittany Murphy and Simon Monjack. Okay. Well, I love this theory, and I think, yes, they did. You can do an update next week mm-hmm. and t- yeah. talk about that I don't one need an then. update. I'm just going to tell you, the government did it. Great. So my thoughts, even if Simon and or Sharon didn't murder, kill Brittany, they had a role in Brittany's death. They didn't make an appointment for her to go to the doctor. If Simon had control of the phones, it was his responsibility to make that call and get her to the doctor. And he failed to do that. That is on him. From what I've researched and seen, Brittany no longer even had a phone and there was no landline. She had no way to make an appointment. It was all on Simon. He was also her driver. For all we know, he had the keys locked up in the house. He had he controlled where she went and when she went and everything about her going anywhere. Also, in her weakened sick state, she wasn't in her right mind to be putting up any sort of fight or asking to be going to the doctor. If you love someone as much as he says he loved her, then you make sure that you are taking care of that person. I'm also confused as to why Sharon didn't push for an appointment. You take care of your baby. She was also under Simon's spell as well, so I can only imagine he was very dismissive to her as to how Brittany was doing. I don't... Mother's intuition. I know. I know. But, I, you know... They were all on prescription drugs. They were staying up late. He was in this, she had them in this weird spiral. And it's very weird. I don't believe that Sharon had an active role in Brittany's death other than not helping her get the treatment that she so desperately needed. Yeah. But in a roundabout way, that is also contributing to the death. So she did. So as far as Simon's death, meh. Meh. I don't really care. I think he knew that without Brittany, he was nothing. He knew that he was dying and he just let it happen. Yeah. He good. knew he would never find someone as good as Brittany, especially with all the dirt and rumors that had come out about him after her death. 
I mean, at least while she was alive, he still had her. But without her, he was nothing. Yeah. So I think his death wasn't so much planned, but it was accepted on his part. Yeah, I like that. He was a big, gross man living in that house, and he just let it happen. He's a big, gross man. He really was. I don't think, I, I, I don't really think that Sharon had anything to do with his death at all. No, so, I don't think so either. I, do I think they had a weird relationship? Oh. Absolutely. I don't think that they were doing anything together, but I think that oh, it was a very dependent, co-dependent relationship. Is it weird that he died basically the same way as Brittany? Yeah, yeah, but weird coincidental things do happen. I do think that there was mold in the house that maybe contributed to some type of respiratory thing, but I don't think that that's what killed them. No. I think that their poor health, pneumonia, lifestyle, prescription pills, drinking, yeah. smoking, they both smoke too. Oh. It all contributed to an unfortunate end of one beautiful life and then Simon died too. And Simon. <laughs> so where is Sharon now? The last thing that we heard was that she's living in Southern California but is very reclusive and won't return phone calls or emails. Probably because so. she doesn't have a phone because she's not loud. Right. Maybe she got one. Who knows? Yeah. So. So a little bit about the house. Um, the house is lo- located at 1895 Rising Glen Road in L.A. and was last sold December 29th, 2020 for $12.2 million. Oh. And so it's located on the Sunset Strip um, in L.A., like I said, and it was sold to Murphy by the pop star Britney Spears in 2008. In the 11 years since Murphy and Simon died, the property has been listed 10 different times. Holy shit. In 2013, a complete deconstruction and makeover of the mansion began, which lasted three years. Developers try were well, looking to tear down the original structure and upgrade the property into contemporary design to fit with the different the SoCal lifestyle, basically. In 2017, the home was finally sold to a new owner before it was sold again three months ago for a th- $2 million loss, basically. And that was back in 2010, okay. an old article. Oh, yeah. but. But yeah, it was most recently sold and at the very end of 2020. Okay. It's um, interesting yeah. because they had to redo the entire house. I'm sure yeah. someone would have been able to tell us, was there an obscene amount of mold in the house? Right. But right. it never came out. Nope. So. Nope. And it's now it's a um, five bedroom, nine bathroom mansion. What? The house has an open floor plan with floor to ceiling windows um, in nearly every room and it has an elevator that was added. Uh, nine bathrooms is completely unnecessary. Which is crazy. Five but, bathrooms uh, and nine bathrooms? Yeah. What? So that, that I think, does it for me. Yeah. That, so that was, was a lot. That was a long one. That but was a I long have, one. I have a bit of Brittany Murphy stuff to oh, tell what? you. So I watch the Tyler Henry readings oh yeah 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 yeah, i think i mentioned this to you before but there was an episode where i believe and i may have the celebrity incorrectly but he was doing a reading for i think monica potter do you remember monica potter potter she was really blonde blonde and she did that movie with freddie prince jr that we like head over heels heels, yes and uh, she was having a reading done and i believe it was her that all of a sudden somebody was coming through and Tyler Henry was able to piece it together that it was Brittany Murphy. And Monica was like, what the hell? And it's like, she's just, she has something to say. And her, she kept saying, this is not how it was supposed to happen. I was not supposed to die. I was not supposed to die. And she was super upset, which 
kind of makes sense. But I yeah. think they had done like maybe something together at one point, and she, yeah, you know, I don't know. You I mean, it makes sense they were like doing movies, like and I know that you don't the believe in any of that God stuff or whatever, or that that ghost stuff. The, but no, yeah, I mean, but I, 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 I believe in it because weird shit happens to me all the time, and. I want so badly to be able to communicate, like, with my grandma someday. So I'm just going to hang on to it, whatever I can to, like, maybe have that chance. But I think about that all the time because I'm like, that's crazy. If that is real, she recognizes that shit. Yeah. And that's really sad. I I hope wherever her energy and her spirit is yeah. that it's making other people happy and so, joyful yeah. like it was down here I just, before. Yeah, I hope it isn't what I think it was where it was like, crap, I wasn't supposed to, to die. I wasn't supposed to die this young. And that's one of my biggest fears is like, not m- me personally, but like losing someone I, young. Like, for example, our friend Greg that passed away when we were right out of high school. Yeah. Or Amy. They died so young. Yeah. Like. Do they wonder, like, that kind of thing? Like, yep. are they somewhere wondering, like, why Why am I, I don't know. Yeah, But, like, I, that sticks out to me. So then yeah. whenever I think about Brittany Murphy, I think about that. I'm like, God, I hope she's okay somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah. What a sad story. Yeah. So there, there's a lot more to the story than. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah. So I'm a little blown away by that. That's but. why I was doing this. <laughs> I had started this one a while ago, and I'm like, I'm like I feel like this one's going to take me longer than I yeah. thought. I thought it was going to be kind of like, a, oh, this is kind of a yeah. quick, fun one. I'm like, this is a little d- deeper than I thought. Yeah, but so. it was really good. So thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. Yeah. And uh, hope you all enjoyed that little kind of a different spin on It's a little bit do, different. Like I said, it wasn't like a murder per se, but it was, it a, was, it was a allowed it was a killing. death. It was an allowed death, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. So so you guys uh, know the drill to uh, – Check out our website, homeiswherethemurderis.com, and our social media, homeiswherethemurderis, on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, and our Facebook group, sorry, yep. there's a difference, and check out our our post for the giveaway. Yep. Make sure you enter that. Enter our giveaway, and uh, reach out to us if you have any cases you want us to cover. Otherwise, have the best week. And we can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.